as an entrepreneur, I say you have to be very curious. You have to be like an investigator in business. You have to kind of really research and see how people are doing things. And um, just, you know, you have to be really open-minded and understand that, you know, no matter how great you think you are, there's always somebody better. And it's really important about, you know, figuring out what your weaknesses are and hiring the strengths to be around you. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street, and this week you get to meet Mikey Moran. Mikey is a serial entrepreneur, the founder and CEO of Private Label Extensions, a hair extension and tech company helping entrepreneurs launch and manage their brands. They've ranked in the Inc. 5000, most recently at number 535, the number one fastest growing beauty business in the country, uh, as ranked by Cosmetic Business. Mikey's also the author of a book you guys definitely should check out, Fearless Beauty, The Hair Business Blueprint. And in that book, Mikey shows you how to think like an entrepreneur by introducing you to practical theories that should guide every decision. Welcome, Mikey. Well, thank you. Those intros are always like, all right, I got too much stuff in there. We, we're trying to, people are like, this guy's trying to do way too much. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Well, you're a busy guy. I love it. All right. So let's just start with the beginning of your journey. You know, your path to today is, is pretty interesting from the early days when I think you ran a food truck to today when you're running one of the fastest growing beauty businesses in the country. How did, you know, where'd you start? How'd you get here? Yeah, we actually started doing uh, Thai food. So I was uh, having Thai food packaged in Thailand, a good place to have Thai food made, and then imported here to the US, sold in grocery stores like Whole Foods and Kroger. That was about 15 years ago now, and uh, it's been a journey from there. I did go dabble in food trucks for a while. That was really hard to scale and just hard to manage. There's so, especially when I was doing it, it was very early for food trucks. So they, the cities just with permitting and everything could never figure anything out. Um, went into different, some smaller tech projects, nothing that worked out significantly, mostly because of bad partnerships or bad timing. Uh, but that led me into beauty, which started in 2014. And now I'm in my, I guess, ninth year. And it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. But with beauty, there's a lot of technology involved in there as well. So you moved into this private label hair extensions business. You, 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 you developed that. What about this business made it such a fast-growing you know, success story? What, what are the keys to the success of this business? Key number one, we are very client focused and listen to our clients. So as they would start telling us their problems, I would start developing solutions. Uh, I'll give you an example. So we started our uh, very successful drop shipping business back in 2016. So I set up the platform to do drop shipping and everything else. And I was so excited. And, um, you know, we kept waiting for people to get, you know, people would sign up, but they weren't selling. And we're just like, Hey, what's, what's going on with like, where's your website? We made it all so easy. And they said, well, I don't know how to build my website. So that's when we started building websites and, you know, it just segued from there into more and more products to help serve our clients as best we can. So let's make it clear, sort of break down the model. You're not a manufacturer. Well, I don't want to say what you are and you aren't, but there's a manufacturing piece. 
there's a distribution piece, there's you run some stores, you a big piece is that you supply other people's stores. A lot of your distribution goes through, uh, as I understand it, celebrities who have uh, brands. Tell us mm-hmm. sort of the business model. So yeah, we, we're pretty much a one-stop shop. So you, you hit on a bunch of points of what we do. So let's say a celebrity, they already have the following, right? So that's a huge, especially if you're small business, that's a, a huge advantage. But what they usually don't have is the back end. And the back end can you know, be the, um, the access to products, the distribution of products, the branding, understanding how websites work, the customer support. We have all that on the back end. So we kind of white label that or private label that uh, for those kind of celebrity clients. But then we also have a lot of people that just want to get in the beauty industry itself. Uh, so we have a Shopify app where, you know, we not only have the technology, but we have the product. So when you're dealing with a lot of Shopify stores, most of the time, it's, you know, something where they are connecting you with like AliExpress or Alibaba, but they're still very separated. So we're everything in-house. Yeah. Okay. So how do you typically grow influencers or celebrities or people who are in the hair business one way or another? They come to you. And they say, hey, what you guys have, these this hair extensions, I want to have that. And you do what they need. You build them the store online if they need it. You get them the product. How, well, how does that all work? It's a little different. So it depends on who the client is. So if it's you know, someone that's very famous, uh, we'll probably build out everything for them. Because mm-hmm. if we're, we know this is going to be successful at some level by default. And what we can't do is wait for them to get everything done because they're not going to be able to move near as fast as us. And we're really good at websites and other kind of stuff. So we can get that up and running really quick. Um, But then we have kind of a self-serve platform for those getting started, but we do make it pretty easy with website templates and then, you know, basically setting up the stores for them. So they're ready to go because there's still a lot of hairstylists that might not have a huge following, but they can still tap into their current client base. So you came upon this hair extension business at a time when it was really taken off, right? Your timing was good. Yeah. Timing can be, can definitely be something. I mean, my Thai food business was revolutionary and I can tell you, I was about probably five, six years early. Think about, let's think back to 2006, who was selling food online in 2006? It was like me, you know, but I did it. And I was making YouTube videos in 2006, 15 years ago, YouTube, right? I could have been the worst YouTuber ever. And if I was just consistent for those 15 years, like I just think about my YouTube revenue today, but it's just one of those things as an entrepreneur, you never know when it's going to be the right time. And if it's not the right time, you're going to learn along the way. And eventually, hopefully you catch the, you catch the right wave and you got to really ride it. Just don't give up too early because that's, that happens a lot right before you're about to hit that successful mark. People are just like, I'm done. I want to move on to something else. Yeah. I heard you make an interesting comment on one of the other podcasts you appeared on, on that topic of timing, which was like, you know, nobody was selling or buying, you know, much food, let alone Thai food online in 2006. And today people are selling a ton of food and all sorts of things online, especially after the pandemic. And it's much easier to launch a business thanks to Shopify and other tools online than ever before. But there's sort of good and bad to both, right? Because if you're early, you don't have much competition. Now it's easier to launch, but you have a ton of competition. 
right? Oh, I, I agree a thousand percent. I mean, just thinking about doing the web back in 2006 and e-commerce, I was on eBay's platform called Pro Stores, which is now, I think, gone. Um, you know, having Shopify and or, you know, using WooCommerce with WordPress and there's, you know, there's a bunch of different solutions out there. You know, it's definitely a lot easier and there's very low barrier to entry to getting in the market. But yeah, 100%, that doesn't mean you're going to be successful just because it's easy. You got to figure out how to make it hard and, and be great. I mean, really. Before we leave the subject of technology, I did want to ask you, I mentioned to you before, our company Thrive makes a CRM for small businesses where you can track who your customers are, all your customer communications, you can collect payments through the platform. How do you use technology, particularly CRM systems, in your business to kind of manage your customer base? Yeah, if you don't have a CRM system, it's you're in trouble. Like it's it is so important because the customers are your lifeline. So if you don't have a very strong CRM system and ability to really track what's going on, being able to manage all that is and it, when I say when you should, it's not even you the the like for me, that's not something I do on the day to day, but if I put my staff on a crappy platform or just be like, "Oh, just reply to emails that are coming into, you know, the email inbox and not use a CRM," you are going to it is going to be a painful experience. <laughs> so yeah, I use technology to the best. I mean, obviously I'm a tech guy and you know, we, we've built custom stuff for Shopify and our own apps and a bunch of other things. Technology is supposed to make your life a lot easier. Uh, it's very important. You don't have to know how to do the coding yourself, but it's very important to have a, at least a level of understanding of what is what if you're getting into it. Uh, but definitely using the right solutions to help your business is it saves you a fortune, literally a fortune. Yeah, that's great. Um, we're just going to take a 30 second break to hear a word from our sponsor. We're going to be back with more from Mikey Moran. This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive the end-to-end -end client experience platform that includes everything small business owners need to meet their customers' expectations. Thrive's award-winning and fully mobile interface delivers technology previously reserved for big business to the fingertips of small business owners nationwide. Thrive's built specifically for small business, but there's nothing small about what it can do. Thrive handles your entire customer experience, helping business owners reach more customers, stay organized, get paid faster, and generate online reviews, all from a single device or screen. To learn more about Thrive, visit winningonmainstreet.com and click on Get a Demo. When it comes to software to run your business, there's no comparison. Check out Thrive today. And we're back with Mikey Moran. Great story about building this hair extension business uh, after previous entrepreneurial ventures, which didn't go as well, but this one is exploding. Uh, Inc. 5000, et cetera. I heard a podcast with one of your partners, Angela Yee, who's in Detroit. Tell us a little bit about these relationships we have with partners, particularly in these retail stores. Yeah, our partnerships are very strategic. Um, you know, having Angela on board has opened the doors for a lot of different things because she's kind of like our media partner. Mm. She is awesome. Like, you know, when I first met her, we were hanging out, uh, our just kind of like our, our lights aligned, or I don't know how I would say it, but we really, our personalities really aligned. And it was just, 
And I asked her, I said, hey, Angela, have you ever thought of getting into beauty? She's like, no, but I would love to. She's so entrepreneurial. She does a lot for her community and giving back. So I thought she would be a great member of the team. So we uh, opened a store in last year in Detroit, and we plan on opening more stores together. Uh, somebody else we work with, his name is Dallas Christopher. He is a celebrity hairstylist. He has been a national educator for Paul Mitchell for over a decade. And Dallas is, was actually the first hairstylist I met back in 2014. We continue to do projects and work together. And then a couple of years ago, I said, hey, Dallas, I got to figure a way for you to, to partner you into the company. Now, the company itself, the main holding company is just way too big to partner anybody into at this point. Um, so I said, let's create a new business that you, has the right to use the name private label. Uh, we opened up a store together in Greenville, in Charlotte. Uh, we continue to open, you know, plan on opening more stores. So it, it's our partnerships are real strategic as far as bringing the right people in because his knowledge of hair and education for hair is, I mean, really second to none. Did the retail stores operate under the name private label hair extensions? So we actually were private label extensions for a long time, but as we, we kind of have morphed into just the name private label and that's really what we brand our stores at. And now the website, despite our website URL still being private label extensions, but like Instagram, we have at private label, which is a pretty good IG name. Um, so that's, it's one of those things where we got into more cosmetics into makeup or getting into uh, the hair tools, like the straighteners, the curlers. So being just private label extensions was kind of limiting to us. Uh, just being private label is something that, you know, people just, people just called us private label anyway. So I was like, okay, let me redesign our logo a little bit. And uh, yeah, let's just keep adding more products. And all the products are something that where people would come in and buy one thing. Now they come in and buy five and they don't have to go to a beauty supply store anymore. So they're happy as can be. What is your routine? When do you wake up? What do you do all day? What, what does a day look like for Mike and Grant? Oh, it's a little wild. Uh, you know, I've, but I've been designing my life for the last few years. And actually, this is a great question because I've really kind of have focused on this for the last few years to really be conscious about my time more than anything. Uh, so, you know, I usually wake up anywhere from, God, last week was a little crazy because I have a lot going on. I mean, I started work one day at 3.30 in the morning, but usually it's not till like five or six. I actually, I don't set meetings in the morning right? Because if I have a meeting in the morning, I don't sleep well because I'm somewhat anxious that I will miss this meeting for what I, I never miss a meeting, but I'm anxious. So I never set morning meetings. I sleep in as much as I can, which sometimes is four o'clock in the morning, but sometimes it's eight o'clock in the morning, right? But I basically wake up, I hit the gym, I work out, I go into the office or, you know, I'm doing construction at one of these properties, a big construction job. I go to there, um, I make sure I eat very small meals during the day because if I, I try to intermittent fasting and then I would just eat too big of a meal later in the afternoon and get tired. So I do small meals. Uh, as soon as I get home, as soon as I get home, I hop on the Peloton. I do not sit down. I do not do anything. Cause as soon as I do that, my mind, or I'm like, I'm tired. I'll skip it. Nope. Do the Peloton. And then, uh, depending on how I feel, I might zone out, watch something on Netflix. I might read a book. Uh, actually I'm reading this 
great book, a hundred million dollar deals or something like that. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I forgot the guy's name, really good book, but I actually learned something so good that I want to share with all your listeners Yeah. because I have serious focus issues. So I have like, I, it's nothing diagnosed, but I, I got issues, right? So my focus has been like that my whole life. That's why I did. I barely passed school um, is he gave me this tip in the book and I started doing it. It's amazing is get the audio book of the book, listen to the audiobook as you're reading. Have oh. you ever tried that? No, never tried it. Game changer. <laughs> oh my God. Like if you have focus issues, like I, I, I have trouble reading because I start getting ideas and just my brain goes everywhere. Right. Game changer. Listen to the audiobook and read it as you're listening to it. Huh. The focus level is like a thousand. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually really enjoyed doing that because I haven't been reading as much because I just listen to podcasts like this and just get all this information from, yeah. you know, like-minded people or people and other stuff and I get ideas. So, you know, it's just easier for me, but I try not to listen to too much music, listen to a lot of podcasts. I spend at least an hour a day educating myself uh, from others that are way smarter than me or in different industries. Um, but my day itself of work, it's just, is very variable but I pretty much have fun every single day. Sounds good. And, and what do you do for fun in particular? Anything uh, special? Collecting comics is kind of fun because I, you know, when I was a kid, I was broke as a joke. So all, even back then when a comic was $5, I couldn't afford it. So now it's cool to go back and buy those comics I couldn't afford as a kid. Yeah, cool. Well, you've been really generous with your time and I know you're on a busy schedule. So last thing I just want to make sure is for people who are listening, who may want to get in touch with you, reach out, whether it's for advice or even open a store or something like that, how should people get in touch with you? Easiest way probably is my personal Instagram, at Moran Mikey. Uh, M-O-R-A-N-M-I-K-E-Y. My email filter in Google is just, I mean, it's just a beast. If we don't communicate, it's not showing up in my inbox, no matter what. Uh, Nobody has my phone number or allowed to give it out. So just my personal Instagram. I LinkedIn is just, I get a million messages. Uh, So at this point, Instagram, believe it or not, it's kind of unprofessional, but I'm like, whatever. It's just, that's, that's the truth. So yeah, Instagram. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for stopping by, Mike. You really appreciate it. Great to have you on the show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend or colleague to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, make it a great week. Thank you.